morning. I'm Kim Blair. And I'm John Phillips, and this is Virginia Technology Today. Virginia Technology Today is a public affairs feature of WFIR. Today, we're honored to have Mark Nelson on the program. Mark is the Economic Development Manager for the Department of Economic Development for the City of Roanoke. Mark is also very involved with the Roanoke Innovation Corridor. And Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, Mark, could you possibly give us some background on how you came to come to Roanoke and Star City? Sure. Thanks so much for asking, Kim. I appreciate it. Um, I came to Roanoke in 2011 after nearly seven years in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I'd worked with the previous city manager, Chris Morrill, when he was the assistant city manager in Savannah. Well, I know you're a leader in building up the entrepreneurial and startup ecosystem here in our region, and that's what we're here to talk about today. So, But let's start with your role in the Department of Economic Development. Tell us what's all involved in your position and what do you do? Well, it's changed over time. In 2019, I was promoted to uh, economic development manager, and basically what that means now is uh, I manage a staff of six. There are four economic development specialists, a grants manager, and an administrative assistant. And the duties run the gamut all over the economic development spectrum. That's the traditional economic development work, like business attraction and retention and expansion, and as well as new, newer areas of interest, like entrepreneurial efforts, economic equity, and circling around to those new areas, um, equity and innovation are really of two keen interests for our elected officials. Uh, and for our city management. And so that's one of those two arenas that we really are, are seeking to work in now. We are speaking with Mark Nelson, Economic Development Manager for the Department of Economic Development for the City of Roanoke. Mark, there are so many critical stakeholders involved with one of the efforts um, that you're involved with, which is the Roanoke Innovation Corridor. Can you share with our audience more about the Roanoke Innovation Corridor and what it's about? Sure. Um, about five years ago, the previous city manager had started convening monthly meetings centered around the notion of an innovation corridor. And uh, those meetings started small. They had a, just a handful of community leaders. And eventually they grew in size to include stakeholders from a lot of the different community groups. Carillion, Virginia Tech, Virginia Western, Key City staff, the uh, Roanoke Regional Partnership. Um, and at first, the, the committee was primarily focused on the concept of the physical corridor, you know, that place where things happen. But in 2017, and I love telling this story because it has humor and it actually has a lot of truth behind it. You know, Bob Cal came in as city manager. And one of the things that he did was he sat in the meetings sort of quietly. They were monthly for the first few months. And then after a while, he said, I've been in these meetings for three months now, and I'm not quite sure what it is we're supposed to be doing. And that brought a lot of clarity to us because we had been focused on the corridor as a physical place. And he helped us to see it a little bit differently. And the leaders in that group definitely shifted their viewpoint as well. So there's really two concepts when you talk about about the corridor. Um, There's the physical corridor itself, for which Jefferson Street serves as a spine of sorts from the Riverside campus on on the south side up to the ramp building and the city's main library on the north. And that includes a lot of the landmark research being done at the Fraylin Biomedical Research Institute, uh, the cutting edge healthcare being provided by Carillion, uh, the important educational work being done by Radford University Carillion. But it also includes the retail presence like the restaurants and coffee shops, uh, as well as the quality of life amendments like Dr. Pepper Park, the River's Edge Sports Complex and, and a few business interests as well. And then you have the concept of innovation, an innovation corridor in general. And you know, there are various assets that make up our innovation ecosystem, like the aforementioned FBRI, Carillion, Ramp, uh, you know, Virginia Western STEM efforts, the arts, the culture. And they're not all centered around that one street. You know, they're in different parts of the city. 
So the concept of Roanoke innovates, the, that sort of general concept of a corridor encapsulates all of those different things under one banner that can help us sort of push that idea and market that idea. That helps us also put things into perspective. You've got a great website that talks about this, and maybe you want to tell our audience a little bit more about that. But when you look forward over the next five or uh, 10 years, what do you think some of the big milestones and benchmarks are that need to be met in order to get the Roanoke Innovation Corridor truly realized in that section? Well, you know, I think, again, if you think in terms of the the physical corridor and then the concept itself, uh, there's a lot to be done on both fronts. Um, In terms of physical side, you know, we're working now to enhance the atmosphere in and around the corridor. Uh, We've actually just assembled a working group to beautify the underpass of the 581 bridge where Jefferson Street and Walnut Street meet. And, you know, one of the reasons that that's so important is because it's um, it's really a key place. It's more than just a bridge for highway traffic. It's a vital gateway between the, the exciting work being done in Riverside and the thriving downtown. And so it's important to unify those two areas and make the transition seamless as people travel between the two. Um, and so we're also working on wayfaring signage, uh, electric vehicles, and things that will communicate to citizens and visitors alike that this is a place of innovation and community. On the innovation side, we're working further to, to try to fill some of the some of the holes that we see coming up and also to build on the work that we're already doing. You know, we have the ramp accelerator, which, you know, you're intimately involved with, John, and is gaining a lot of traction uh, It now has two cohorts a year. Uh, Carillion and Virginia Tech continue to do the work that they do on a joint master plan uh, for the Riverside area. Um, and, you know, we want that to serve as a catalyst of sorts for the corridor as a whole. Uh, another key thing that we're interested in working on is uh, we're trying to address the needs for entrepreneurs and innovators and startups. Um, and in fact, you know, in just a few hours, the Region 2 Board of, the Go, of Go Virginia will consider an application from the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center, uh, that, and they're going to be seeking funds to, stud, to for a study to see how we can fill the need for wet lab space for startups and smaller innovators. And so there's a lot of work that we're doing um, and we're excited to be doing it. So Mark, it's awesome. The energy that's coming from this is fantastic and really improve and help our ecosystem here in the city of Roanoke. And we appreciate and applaud all of your efforts and all the stakeholders along the way. For our average listener or for the business person involved in our community, what can they do to help in your efforts? Well, there's, there's a couple of different things. Um, first of all, John mentioned uh, the website that we stood up, Roanoke Innovates. That's RoanokeInnovates.com. And you can go there. That's be uh, that's really been ramped up as of late. There's a lot of great information that's on there. Um, you know, part of this innovation and equity cluster that we have, uh, there are other people in our office that, uh, that work with me on that. And I feel like I need to mention them because they do such a great job. Aisha Johnson has done a lot of work on the the equity side. And uh, Lisa Soltis has recently joined us in, she's been in the office for years, but she recently was brought in to help us enhance a lot of the marketing efforts for the innovation corridor. And she's just done a great job. So you can visit that website and that has a ton of information on it. Um, Another way that you can actually really help us is that we have a very active Twitter feed. And as you see things that are of interest to our our innovation community, you can use the hashtag, hashtag Roanoke Innovates uh, to help push information to that and help disseminate information to the community. And also, you know, I'll give you my information if you want to include my contact information directly. People can contact us with suggestions. You know, we certainly don't think we have all of the answers and we're, we're open to suggestions. And if people want to get involved, we're happy to, to do that as well and work with them as well. Today, we're speaking with Mark Nelson, Economic Development Manager for the Department of Economic Development for the City of Roanoke. Mark, when you look forward to the future, 
What are some of the things that can be seen by the community over the next several years? It's going to be a very pie in the sky answer, but I think that that's the kind of thing that you really have to have in economic development. You have to have a positive outlook and, and set some goals that you really want to achieve. For me, I think that the way I, I see it, those two things are going to be combined, the innovation corridor and the city's future in general. Um, in 10 years, I think the city of Roanoke will be an economically vibrant community. It'll have stable and diversified economy. The downtown will continue to thrive, but uh, the uniqueness of our neighborhoods will also shine through um, and will be enhanced to include that village concept that we see a lot in Brandon and Wasina and South Roanoke. The schools will be strong and we'll have made great strides in ensuring all of our, all of our citizens are on solid foot, footing going forward. The Innovation Corridor will serve as a major engine for cutting edge research and for state-of-the-art medical care. It'll also be a haven for startups and entrepreneurs. You know, in addition to that vibrant atmosphere that weaves in retail, commercial, and residential dining options, one of the key things that we noticed in a lot of the other corridors that we studied, when you look at like the Cortex Corridor in St. Louis or the work that's being done in Winston-Salem with Wake Forest, it's not just science and technology and startups. It's retail and business and quality of life. It's weaving all those things together. And I think one of the goals that we have for the future is to, to bring more of that vibrant atmosphere to, to, to aid the research and the things that are going, down, going on you know, along the Riverside campus, along Jefferson Street. So you have a more complete picture and a more actual sense of place. I think if you look on the local government level, Equity is a word that's popping up a lot lately. And so we're really trying to find solutions that unify the folks who most need lifting up into those innovation efforts. Mark, it sounds so exciting. The vision that you all have for our future is going to hopefully keep and retain our young talent and keep the rest of our community well-suited for our future. So thank you for all your work. John and Mark, unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you, Mark, for telling us about your role as the Economic Development Manager for the Department of Economic Development for the City of Roanoke and the Roanoke Innovation Corridor. We would like to thank our executive producer, Joey Self, for making the show possible and Thought Out Media for producing the program. Until next week, I'm Kim Blair. And I'm John Phillips, and this is Virginia Technology Today.